When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon. Welcome into a special edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Dan Shopdoss, C70Bet at C70 on Twitter. And joining me this afternoon here, this evening over there, we've got Big Dave. You've got Dave. He does the St. Louis Cardinals UK podcast. You'll find him on Twitter at Hayes Unit. Um, Dave, how are you this evening? I'm very well, Daniel. Thank you for having me on, mate. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a bit of a heat wave over here for the last two days, and we've had stormy weather, so I was a bit worried about my internet connection today. But um, no, we're all good. I, I mean, if if uh, modern media is anything to be t- uh, to go by, the all it rains all the time over there, right? Isn't, isn't um, <laughs> yeah, when you go through this fine land, we've got plenty of greenery, and plenty <laughs> of trees, so um, and it doesn't require a lot of water. But um, the last few years, to be honest with you, the summers over here have been absolutely glorious, and. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been absolutely wonderful. But um, no, I really appreciate you having me on, Daniel. Oh, and I'm glad to. And I, I listened to your most recent one. I've listened to a number of your shows, of course. But uh, I listened to your most recent one with the, and I've forgotten his name now, but the Cubs fan. Yeah, um, it's, um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you called me out as well. Yeah, I'll just yeah. call him the Cubs fan. <laughs> That's all that you need to know. It's a Cubs fan. We yeah. don't like to personalize these people. You know, it's, it's not good. No, um, he's, he's a good lad, actually. I, I did connect with him um, a while back. And um, we've had good banter, actually. And um, he's actually a really nice guy. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I'll call him, his real name's Michael. So there you go. I've, I've, I've said it. There we go. We've, we've got it out there. <laughs> but I, I kind of picked up from that. Maybe I, I misunderstood, but you came to, you've come to baseball kind of recently. Is that right? Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I've always been a big fan of um, American sports. Um mm. My dad, he worked for the um, Irish airline, Air Lingus, and um, he always managed to get sort of like cheap, cheap tickets to come out to the States. So um, I've always been aware of um, American sports. And it wasn't until the sort of like mid, well, even early 80s, even NFL wasn't really shown over here. And it was just mm-hmm. a, new, a new TV channel came on and uh, started showing NFL stuff. But baseball really never took off over here. And... Oh, I don't know. The last few years with COVID and stuff like that, I've, I've had a bit more time on my hands. And um, obviously with the later evenings, you know, for us over here, you know, we're watching games at one, two in the morning. I became more aware of baseball and I just actually fell in love with the game 
probably about three, three and a half years ago. Okay. So yeah, so you are fairly new to it, but not, uh, not, not a Johnny come lately at all. Um, no. So, I mean, how, when you, when you started this, I mean, you're coming at it at a fresh canvas, right? You don't have any, you know, rooting connections because of geography. So how did the Cardinals become your team? Good question. And, um, it's a difficult one, really. It, well, it's, it's not difficult when I'll tell you the answer. But um, with like yourself, you know, especially over here, the only thing I can compare it to is something like soccer, where mm-hmm. you're born into a football team or soccer team, um, whether it's by you know, your neighbourhood or your, what your father supports or your family supports. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to soccer, most of my family are big Chelsea fans and, uh, you know, from the West London. And, um, and it sort of like carries on throughout the family, really. But like you say, with baseball... It was a bit of an interesting one because about three and a half, you know, three years ago when I really got into it, um, I watched quite a lot of games because obviously I didn't realise they were that long. I, you know, I know, you know, the NFL games were about, you know, on television for about three hours plus mm-hmm. the two hours build up. But with baseball, it's very similar where you have to dedicate a lot of time to watching your watching the sport. So I thought, well, I really need to pick a team, and I took it really seriously. And I watched a lot of games, but I didn't really feel any sort of connection. I don't know what it was, whether players irritated me, the colour of their jerseys, uh, people in the in the uh, green seats behind the uh, catcher irritating me on their mobile phones. It's all stuff like that. And it, and then one evening, um, I was watching a Cardinals game at Bush and Yardy kicked off with someone and he was upset over something. And I thought, oh, I actually quite like him. And then, um, and then I carried on watching Cardinals games and I just fell in love with them. Now, I've got a few, well, I'm actually, this might shock a few of your um, listeners, but I'm actually a big Chicago Bears fan. And um, as you know, it's probably quite easy for me to be a, a Sox or a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, well, if I pick one of them, I'm going to upset 50% of my friends out in Chicago. So, <laughs> so I thought I'd upset all of them and uh, be a Cardinals fan. <laughs> and my God, did it work. <laughs> so it's a bit of a fun story, a bit of a fun story, but... I didn't really pick it just to annoy them. It was um, a case of, I, I just, I like the look of the stadium. I like the um, St. Louis Arch in the background. Um, I quite like Budweiser. You know, there's all positives. <laughs> did you, did the history of the of the game or of the organization come into play? Or is that something that you kind of learned about a little bit more after you had already selected them? I'm still learning. Um mm-hmm. Well, funny enough, when I was talking to um, uh, Michael, the Cubs fan, it's it's one of those things where we find it quite hard to engage with rival fans in America because we haven't got the rivalry, the history, mm-hmm. um, or you know, we don't know all the, the the little bits and pieces that build up a rivalry. Um, we have our own over here, when it's it's more of a sort of like banter, really, and mm-hmm. we're still learning. To be honest with you, it's um, you know, it's if when you look at some of the players, um, there's a guy on the uh, Twitter who, who every day puts a new um, baseball card up for display. Yeah, and I yeah. love and I love watching that, and I really do get a lot of pleasure from that because I feel like I'm trying to pick up bits and pieces as I go along. And really, I'll be honest with you, my only history is from three and a half years ago, really. So I've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much of it. I mean, so you know, even for a long time, people like me when watching the game, you know, a lot of that Cardinal history was before we were born. You had to, you know, I had to learn that too. You didn't experience it as well. Um, and so you, you know, 
going forward, you get to be part of that. So coming then, I just started thinking about this. We're talking about this history. You know, last year, of course, Albert Pujols comes back to Bush. And, you know, all of us who had that baggage of, of what Albert was and what he meant to the organization and all that approached that his signing in one way. What was your impression when first when he signed and then when you were watching it throughout the year? Right. So when Albert re-signed, um, I went on YouTube and had a look at some of his previous videos and I thought, uh, this lad's pretty good. He's pretty good. And I do wonder sometimes when experienced players maybe coming to the end of their season, uh, end of their career, sort of I want to give it one last season and mm. it can't always be successful. And that goes over here as well with cricket, rugby, soccer. And you think sometimes they're just coming for that sort of like final pay packet and um, or paycheck, as you would say, over there. And, um, and when he came out, I just looked at the man. I thought, this man can really hit a ball. And I don't think necessarily it was just what he can offer on the field of play. It's what he offers sort of in the, um, in the, in the, in the locker room and stuff like that. Just experience, been there, done it. And uh, you know what? He came across as a really nice fella as well. So then, I mean, you go from kind of zero to 60 here, right? I mean, you, you know, just three and a half years ago, you're still, you're just figuring out, you know, that you're liking the baseball, you're picking the team. Now you're doing a podcast, which is yes. like that, that next step up or two or three steps up. What made you decide to, to jump into that pool? Well, well, I, I ask myself that every day, to be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, it's one of those things. I do shift work, so I get sort of weird days off. And I was playing around on Twitter one day, and I noticed the, the presence of MLB UK on Twitter is quite high. And every MLB team has um, a Twitter account mm. and a few of them do have podcasts. And I feel, especially in the UK, you get teams like the Dodgers, the Cubs, um, and stuff like that. They've got a lot of stuff in the UK sports shops, whereas teams like the Cardinals really don't promote themselves that well over here. Um, whether or not that's to do with licensing, I don't know. And I just felt, actually... Um, I did get invited onto a podcast, uh, an NFL one, um, as a guest, and it was one of the biggest gambles I ever took in my life. And it mm -hmm. turned out to be one of the best things I did uh, because, um, you know, I've been like, you know, we're going to be lifelong friends now. And, um, right. you know, I've been out to Chicago and meet these guys, and um, it's been absolutely wonderful. So I sat at home one evening, um, normal rubbish on the television, Daniel, as you probably got over there. And then mm -hmm. I thought, oh, let's try. So my boy's in IT, and he gave me the most simple. Um, format how to do one which I've stuck with and um, I just thought I'd take a chance and I reached out it was really aimed at getting more people involved with sort of the UK Cardinals community because we've got a guy called Jamie who runs the uh, Twitter account for UK Cardinals and it was more to sort of engage with them really and sort of ask questions like you're asking me sort of like find out how and why we're Cardinals fans but I found that it was mostly American guys that would sort of like engage with me and because of the time difference, me being on a, you know, coming home from a night shift, sort of midnight, mm -hmm. and it's sort of like early evening for you guys over there, they were quite happy and willing to jump onto the pod. And it's taken a different twist, really. It's sort of like more of a and a with uh, why you're a fan and how you're a fan and, you know, experiences at Bush Stadium, something that we haven't had yet. So uh, I just thought I'd take a chance and I thought I'd maybe do one or two episodes. And I think I'm on about 13 or 14 now. So, uh 
I'm doing something right, but um, but I do ask the question, well, why do I bother sometimes? Because it, it, it's time-consuming. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, especially starting out, you, you sometimes wonder if anybody's listening. But uh, I think you've done a quite a, a good job, from what I can tell, uh, you know, getting interacting with this. And, you know, that, that I, you know, that idea of interacting across the pond is, is, is interesting, right? We don't get a lot of that, um, you know, cause this, you know, our fan base, we kind of, you know, hang out here and to have somebody that comes at it from a completely different point of view is, is always interesting to engage in and see what that's like uh, it, from a different I agree. culture. I agree. And it is, and it is for us as well. And, um, and it's amazing how many Cardinals fans there are in the States that actually aren't, sort of like near the stadium they're all over the country mm-hmm. and um and it's different accents different different feelings different experiences at the ballpark and i just love engaging with it and that's what i've been trying to do sort of like on twitter um I've, you know i've set up a twitter sort of like um i don't know what you call it actually it's like a group uh, chat which has been yeah. really good yeah. fun um i've tried a few spaces on twitter and they've been really successful and um I just take it. I like taking gambles in life, and um, it's paying off at the moment. And uh, and um, sometimes, if you don't try something, you, you'll never know, will you? That's uh, that's absolutely true. And, and how many how many pods have you done now? You're you're up in the hundreds, aren't you? <laughs> well, if you take all the ones that I've done, yeah, it's 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 probably a very depressing number. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, you know, I think this this week's usual. Which, if you're listening to this, we do have the regular show look back on your feed and for that i think it was 287 um we had a few of before we changed the name i've got gateways been doing it for 10 years uh i had a personal one that i did about uh, 70 or so shows on on it before mutual kind of took over took over the time so yeah i've there's way too much of my voice out there at some point <laughs> so fantastic don't, don't need that and I, and I like the theme tune as well to be fair well i thank you um so talk about you know kind of hitting the lottery i guess to some degree you know you you pick the cardinals and here the here the cardinals are coming to you you know next week the cardinals and cubs playing in your neck of the woods what's what's it like you know in the culture and in and media and all that stuff as the games get closer yeah, things are starting to liven up a little bit over here now. Um, there's been a few announcements. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, the MLB have actually taken over Trafalgar Square mm-hmm. right in the centre mm-hmm. of London, and they're setting up a an area just for MLB fans to engage. I think they're going to have batting cages there. They're going to have music there. They're probably going to have some barbecue there. There's going to be some you know beverages, no doubt. And um, I was speaking to one of the guys earlier because in the, I think it was 2019, the MLB literally had bits and pieces around the Olympic Stadium or London Stadium, and it was good, but this is on another level now. And I think the MLB, they're probably jumping on the back of what the NFL have been doing and really pushing it hard over here. And um, it, it's going to be absolutely amazing. And it's really, really exciting. I believe something's happening at the, Olymp- the Olympic Stadium on the Friday, but we haven't had confirmation of that yet, uh, whether or not that's, a, I don't know, something for the press or, or whatever but you get a feeling there's quite a few American guys coming over for this as well. And, um, and I think it's going to be an absolute wonderful experience. And, um, and yeah, and the media are starting to show a little bit of interest. Um, one of my favorite radio stations over here, talk sport, they do a bit on um, YouTube as well. 
and they had someone from the stadium, um, well, the catering side brought in a is it a foot long hot dog, and um, and set a challenge for the DJs to try and eat it. And my God, did they struggle! Hmm, well, that is pretty interesting, and I, I'm glad because I remember you said in your other um, podcast that baseball didn't do quite that much for the the Red Sox and Yankees in 2019, right? They're, they're really kind of ramping it up a bit. Yeah, and like I say, it's um, it's one of those things that if you're trying to engage and get more people to turn mm-hmm. up, you need to you need to make a lot of noise over here. And then, um, but once the British people and the British public get involved in in a sport, uh, they they throw everything at it. And I'm not quite sure what the capacity will be because I'm not quite sure what they need to do with the seating areas for you know to accommodate the um, the baseball um, um, the baseball game. So uh, there's got to be forty, fifty thousand going to be there minimum. So, and I don't think it's quite a sellout yet. Um, there's been a few um, people complaining about the prices of the actual tickets, but it is what it is. You know, the, the MLB are coming over here. It's an opportunity to sort of like, you know, see some of our sporting heroes now. And, but if you want to engage or get more people, or maybe younger people involved, the pricing really needed to be looked at, especially if it isn't a sellout. Yeah, that's, that is true. I mean, you know, if, if, you know, and that's that is the nature of the beast to some degree, right? One, Definitely. One game Sorry. a year, it's it's going to go for a lot more than you know tickets at Bush Stadium where you've got eighty one. Um, but you do want you do want the casual person that might become a hardcore person to be able to go to a game like that. If you're you know pricing out of their out of their means, then you're not necessarily going to get what you're looking for out of that. No, I, I get that, but um, you know they. It's going to be a wonderful event anyway, and um, we're going to see so many different jerseys of different teams. And um, I think a lot of guys that run either podcasts or Twitter accounts are all coming down for it as well. So, and it's a good excuse for you know UK fans to sort of engage with each other and then uh, you know make new friends. Absolutely. Are you seeing, or do you think you will after the game, see more Cardinal hats, jerseys? Uh, you know people expressing that fandom in in the casual you know walking around or or do you think that it's going to still take some time before that kind of becomes really a part of culture um like i said to you before you've got teams like the dodgers the cubs Mm -hmm. they're really they promote themselves uh especially the yankees as well um i work at a massive uh, railway station in the uk and i get quite excited sometimes because i might see an mlb hat from the side and it's red and I walk up to them and they turn around and it's a Yankees hat. I'm thinking, what, <laughs> what, are, they, what are they doing to us? And then right. I, have, I have seen a few guys walking through with um, Cardinals hats and some of them actually know what it is and some don't. They just like the, mm-hmm. the, the pretty colours. And um, But I always generally have a chit-chat with um, someone anyway, and especially if they're wearing like a, an MLB baseball cap. Most of them know what, what it's all about and it's nice to engage with them. But... It's down to the marketing department, really, Daniel. If they're going to push it, they've got to push it hard. Yeah, and, and hopefully that you know, like the you know, it's kind of like we've seen. Um, well, we saw this this off season with Lars Nukbar going to Japan, right? And yes, becoming such a a big name over there that you know, Cardinal games at least for a while. I don't know if they still are, given the way the season's going. It may not have. Um, but they were going to be broadcast in Japan because people wanted to watch Lautner's new bar, which, of course, he's been hurt so much. that Yeah, he's on the injury list. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. But um, so, it, it just shows you 
when you mm -hmm. get characters in the game, and especially they're going to be on television over here as well. And um, you know, people are attracted by also people are attracted by success as well. And um, you know, if the Cardinals are you know sort of like winning on a more consistent basis, then that would encourage the fan base as well to you know people to join it as well. So um, people like success as well, don't they, mate? They definitely do. Yeah. There's, I mean, there, there's a reason you're seeing those Yankees hats. Um, because, yes. They've you know, <laughs> been quite successful uh, over this time. So I guess the real question is, when the heck do you sleep? Um, if you're <laughs> coming home and, and having to watch these games in the middle of the night, that's, uh, that's a different experience, I would think. It can be. Um, when I do early shifts, it's a little bit more difficult because obviously I have to get up at um, about half past four in the morning. And you know what? Mm -hmm. There's still games being played at that time in the morning. So um, while I'm having my breakfast and getting ready, I can sometimes just quickly turn the television and just keep an eye on things. But generally, if I'm on a middle or late shift, um, I'll let the wife, uh, my boy's upstairs watching whatever he watches. My wife and daughter are watching rubbish on the telly, Love Island or whatever you call it. And then um, once they go to bed, I've got the television to myself so I can sit back and relax. And, uh, and yeah, I generally try and watch most games if I'm really tired. I found an app where I can listen to radio broadcasts, which I'm learning quite a lot of, and I quite enjoy that as well. It's another experience. Yeah. But I don't That's sleep true. that well. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that, is, I, that, is, that is dedication, I, just, I feel like, to, to be able to, to, to watch that at, at such a difference um, in time. Uh, is pretty impressive. So, what time um, will the um, what will you be doing for the London series? We have to get up early, or how does it work uh, out there? I think I don't. I'm trying to see what the times are, but I think that will be should be kind of mid afternoon over here. Yeah. Is that right? Um, let me, let I, th I think there. yeah, it might be lunchtime for you guys because I think uh, one of the games is starting about six p.m. our time, which is probably yeah. midday. So. Yeah, so you can have your breakfast and do what you need to do, and then sit, settle down and watch the games, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a it's a twelve ten start here on on the Saturday. Now the Sunday game is a nine ten start, so um, be in the middle of of church and everything of that nature. It's even earlier than those peacock games that everybody complains about. But uh, <laughs> you know, for once, for everyone, for doing it for this kind of thing, it's pretty cool. I, I, I'm really excited to see how that series goes. Uh, I think that it's going to be kind of, I wish the Cardinals were better. Um, I wish for baseball's sake, we weren't sending two teams that have struggled all year long over, over there. But uh, you know, again, Cardinals Cubs, you throw out the records. It's, it's always going to be interesting. Oh, it'd be, it'd be fantastic. Um, I've got, a, I've got a sneaky feeling us Cardinals fans might be slightly outnumbered by Cubs. But but I've assured uh, all my friends and all that, and uh, we're going to make a lot of noise while you're there. So you will hear me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but yeah, it, it'd be it'd be an experience. And the actual stadium itself is fantastic. It was actually built uh, for the 2012 London Olympics. Mm. And um, like anything, when you have an Olympic bid, uh, well, sorry, when you win an Olympic bid, you've got to be seen to do stuff for the future after the Olympics. And they used it for other events, but then they tendered it out to some of the soccer teams in London. And at the moment, West Ham United um, are playing there. Well, it's their stadium now. Mm. And um, it, it, honestly, it's, it's a wonderful experience around there because you've got great train connections. You know, this is for the guys mainly coming over, really. You've got wonderful train connections. And as you come out of the train station, you've got one of the biggest shopping malls uh, in the UK with um, food bars, shops, etc. 
And there's even a home run derby place in there with batting cages. So mm. it's going to be a wonderful experience. Loads of room for everyone to mingle around. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it does sound it sound like a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it a lot. I also hope the Cardinals will win a couple of those games. Or, or both both games, those games definitely need to win them. Yeah, um, this has been a, a season that's a struggle. The Cardinals right now, I think, are leading the Reds three to two as we record this. But I mean, what are your thoughts just on this season in general? I mean, and the struggle that it's been. Oh right, um, right. I was talking to Mark, the guy in Wales, who's um, very great. He's a great lad on mm-hmm. Twitter, and I'm looking forward to meeting him when uh, the London series starts. We were saying, you know, he watched a lot of games in April because um, because of his job, he had a week or so off, and we were discussing it. And basically, the season so far, April, the, the form was absolutely shocking. I think yeah. we lost series to Diamondbacks, Angels, Mariners. I think the Dodgers and Giants, etc. And then we sort of slide into May. And things are starting to look a little bit better for us. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had series wins against the Cubs and the Red Sox. And yeah, and I thought, oh, we're looking a little bit better here. And even the bats are starting to wake up a little bit. I think, I know we hit something like 18 runs against the Brewers and 16, 12 or whatever against the Tigers and Dodgers. And it just, we I thought things were turning around. But yet again, the inconsistency that's with us at the moment and I, I don't know enough to know why that's the case. I, I don't know if it's because we've got guys on the injury list or people are now questioning sort of like Oli Marmol and he's sort of like coaching a bit or managerial ability. Um, it's a difficult one for me to answer, but all I can say in one word is inconsistency. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing, especially, you know, you look especially in the pitching staff and things of that nature where, you know, um, but also the offense because there are times where the, the pitching staff will – will do their part and the offense just, just shuts down. And so it's a hole that the Cardinals have not been able to dig out of. Like you said, June is kind of added a little bit more, uh, uh, digging a little bit more dirt out and making that hole a little bit bigger. It seems like at times, but um, I, yeah, I, I think you're just like, just like you, I don't think anybody else has any answers either. Otherwise they might've solved it by now. Do you think we're turning it around? Well, you know about yeah, you know, asked me about a week a week or two ago. I was on a radio station here, and and they asked me if they were going to make the playoffs, and I immediately said yes because I felt like they were really kind of starting to turn it around. And then, Same you know, they hit the skids again in June. I I think that if they do, it's because the division is so bad. Um, you know, to be seven games out right now, uh, even as bad as they've been, is is reasonable and. I do think they'll probably get a little bit more consistency. I'm going to be very interested to see now that I think Jordan Walker's up for good, what that looks like. Um, you know, if they can get a little bit more, you know, established in the outfield, I think they still can, but it's man, every day that they lose, it's, it makes it that much harder for me to believe it. Yeah. It's understandable. Um, people do tell us that our division is quite poor. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the central is so bad. Um, and I, I say that, I mean, the Cardinals would be, I'm not looking at the standings right now, but they would probably, they would be 12, 15 games out in the, in the AL East. Um, I think last I looked the AL East, you know, the last place team was a game over 500 and obviously the Cardinals aren't anywhere close to 500. No, right we're now. way off that at the moment. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, so, uh, but for me, um, if you support a team or follow your organization, whatever you, you got to stand with them through mm-hmm. thick and thin. And there's a few people that I can, there's, they are quite negative on Twitter. I only do Twitter. I don't do Facebook. I don't know about you, but uh, 
I do tweet, and you get a few guys that are really negative. And but I, I, I'm always, you know, I can't remember what game it was, but it came across really loud and clear that some of the people in the crowd were booing, uh, booing the players, the management, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, that's that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's it's such a balancing act there. I mean, you don't want to be a you know Pollyanna and and not address the problems that are on the field. There's obviously the guard, you know, you can't say everything's hunky dory when the Cardinals no, are 10 games under, of course, but you, there is, there is pointing out the problems and then being overly negative. There's, there is a difference there and it's a, it can be a fine line to walk for sure. And, you know, we, uh, I mean, as you, you know, fan is comes out of fanatic to really, right. You know, we get involved and it's, it's a personal connection. And then to some degree, when, when the Cardinals aren't playing to the level that we think they should be, it's almost like they're insulting us personally by doing this. <laughs> we get a little upset about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, and you've been fortunate, and, and a lot of Cardinals, not even just you. I mean, this is a, an organization that, you know, hasn't had a losing season since 2007, hasn't been in last place since 1990. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of good baseball. Maybe not, you know, winning going to the playoffs all the time but almost always you know but at least winning baseball and at least you know competitive baseball and so to have a season like this is a real test of everybody and i think yes. it's 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 pretty remarkable and admirable uh for for somebody like you that is not deep rooted you know in just a few years to be able to say hey i'm sticking this out i i'm, I'm glad to know that no I'm, I'm, yeah definitely I'm, I'm, I'm here for the long haul yeah so um, do you have more podcast plans going or is this kind of a, you know, when, when things happen, when you've got an opportunity, you, you get one yeah, out there. I, I don't pencil in a weekly or a monthly. I try to do it when I can and try to be accommodating to get people on. And, um, and like I say, it's, it's something I enjoy doing, but I'm not obsessed by it. I can't have a, um, I can't set myself to a regime, especially with work right. commitments and, right. and and you know even me and you tonight, you know we, we had an arranged time and then all of a sudden you were busy, I was busy, but you know we still got there in the end, and yep. um, I just enjoyed doing it. Well, I'm glad that you've added to the the Cardinal podcast sphere um, with with your actual, your uh, interesting flavor, and uh, we're glad to have you around and look forward to many more so enjoy the enjoy the series um and i look forward to hearing you know the first-hand accounts after after the games no and i think that'd be a really good idea actually uh, maybe me and you can connect at some point after the series and we can give you an exact flavor of how it actually went um hopefully Sounds celebrating like hope, yeah hopefully celebrating the two victories so uh it'd be wonderful thank you daniel sounds great all right well again that's Big Dave, you'll find him at Hayes Unit on Twitter. Give him a follow. Find the podcast on uh, definitely on Spotify. Is it is it only Spotify or is it anywhere else? I tend to use Spotify. Yeah, so yeah, Spotify is cool. Yeah, well, you definitely check it out there if you haven't. He's you know, like I said, thirteen episodes or so of inter- interacting with fans. It's it's really great. So Dave, thanks again, and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Appreciate it. Thank you, Daniel. Widespread stance, arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch. The 1-1 pitch. A swing, and there it goes! Left field, way back! That's home run number 700! Pujols hits a three-run homer, and he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, 2022.